You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 60, Be the Change. In the last episode, we talked all about how you are an influencer. Today, we're going to talk about the number one most important way you influence others. If you'd like to have more power in your leadership, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your community, or your work, then it all starts here with you. We'll talk about what this looks like in the smallest of ways to those that are bigger and how imperfect effort is enough to bring about amazing influence. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available on Amazon, or I'm excited to announce today, it's also available at Deseret Book. It's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to all of you who have left a review for this podcast or have taken the time to share it with a friend. As you know, I'm not active on social media. This is a deliberate choice that helps me have the creativity and the focus to make this podcast the best that it can be. So the only way this podcast grows is by word of mouth. It's by you. Thank you so much for taking the time to share this with your friends and support this effort. I love you for it. (laughs) Today's review of the week comes from Shelly. She says, I have been craving to better myself and relationships with my children. One child in particular who is struggling in enormous ways. As we've traveled through the most excruciating year together, trying to cope with her daily suicidal ideation, several suicidal attempts, anxiety, and major depression, I quickly found myself drowning and sank into a depression that caught me off guard. I already wasn't in the best shape physically, but during that time, I put on an additional 20 pounds. I consistently compared myself with others, especially in the area of parenting, always telling myself my child's behavior is a result of my terrible parenting. I felt awful spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, but I knew I had to change the way I was feeling before I spiraled even further. In the midst of all my crying and praying and pleading with the Lord to help me help my child to let her see who she is, who she can become, the most overwhelming feeling came over me and I could hear the Lord telling me, yes, but I care about you too. I want you to see how good you are, how much you are trying. I want you to know and feel all those things you wish for your child. Brooke, your podcast entered my life at such a crucial time for me that has lifted me daily as I try to implement the tools you have shared, all of them. I have come away learning new strategies on how to better communicate with my daughter, her potential, as well as mine. I'm discovering my true identity so that I can hopefully help my daughter discover hers. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for all you have graciously shared through your podcast and book. I've been wanting to implement daily meditation in my life, and I will be adding that to my routine as well. I'm discovering more and more each day my worth and my potential, and you have been an instrument in helping me to get there. Oh, wow. Shelly. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I could just read your review and end the episode. You teach something so important and valuable in your story. In fact, I was so moved by this story that today's podcast is inspired by your words. I love that you were open to the personal revelation from Heavenly Father saying, yes, but I care about you. I want you to see how good you are, 
how much you are trying. I want you to know and feel all those things you wish for your child. It isn't usually the first response that we have in parenting or leading others to think of how important it is for us to be and know and do the things that we want for them. Gandhi famously stated that we must be the change you wish to see in the world. Recently, I was sitting with a mother of a teenage daughter who struggles with suicidal thoughts. The mother was visibly anxious and she was angry. And after sharing her frustration over her daughter, she exclaimed, what am I to do with her? (laughs) Now, in utmost respect of a very serious situation, I share today what I wanted to share with her, but I didn't. She wasn't in a state of mind to receive guidance right then. But nonetheless, if she was open to hearing direction, I would lovingly say to her, the most important thing you can do for your daughter is to believe and do for yourself all the things you want her to believe and do. The most important thing you could do for your daughter is to get your life on track. If you want your daughter to know who she is, you must know who you are. If you want your daughter to value her life, you must value yours. If you want your daughter to love herself, you must love yourself. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Brene Brown in her book, Daring Greatly, states, if we want our children to love and accept who they are, our job is to love and accept who we are. We can't use fear, shame, blame, and judgment in our own lives if we want to raise courageous children. Compassion and connection, the very things that give purpose and meaning to our lives, can only be learned if they are experienced. And our families are our first opportunities to experience these things. Close quote. In the last episode, we talked about your influence. You are an influencer. By far, the most powerful thing you can ever do to influence another is to be the change you wish to see in the world. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, your actions speak so loudly, I cannot hear what you are saying. (laughs) Often as parents or leaders, we do a lot of talking. We may sometimes feel that our message isn't getting through. The message that is most powerful is what we believe and live and do ourselves. If you want to see change in your family, be the change. If you want to see change in your marriage, be the change. If you want to see change in a struggling relationship, be the change. I am in total admiration of Shelley for making the connection of the incredible power to influence another by focusing on cultivating those beliefs and attributes within herself. This effort can absolutely change the lives of others because it's believable. It's in alignment. If you tell me that I can love myself and I sense that you love yourself, I believe you. If you tell me that my life is important and I sense that you know and believe that your life is important, I believe you. If you tell me that God loves me and I sense that you know and believe this for yourself, I believe you. But when we say these things and we don't know for ourselves and we don't practice them and believe them for ourselves, the words have no power. They're flat. 
They are not in alignment. They are hollow and they do nothing to inspire hope in others. We are inspired by truth. We are inspired by the light we see in other people. This brings hope. I'm currently finishing a coaching certification program with Brian Johnson of Optimize Coach. And there are several of us in the program. The program is 10 months long and eight of those months we spend working on ourselves. We have to live what we're going to teach. Eight of the 10 months is all about living what we say we believe, being the change that we want to see in the world. In the beginning of this program, he would get several questions from us students about how to teach the amazing things that we were learning to other people. And Brian would just smile and tell us, say nothing, be the radiant exemplar. <laughs> several students would talk about how much they loved what they were learning and how these habits and practices could really change their spouse or really change their kids if they would do it too. So the question of how do we get them on board to make these changes arose again and again in our Q&A calls. As always, Brian would respond, say nothing, be the radiant exemplar. Nobody wants to be preached to. The most powerful message you have to give is who you are, not what you say. After we spent several weeks working on learning more about our physical health and nutrition, one student asked the inevitable question again in our Q&A call. He says, I was in the grocery store and this family was behind me in line and their cart was filled with sugar and processed foods and things that can really make them sick. Is there a way that I could use this as an opportunity to share what I know and give them some education that would really help them and possibly save their life? Do you know what Brian said in response to this question? <laughs> Say nothing. <laughs> Be the radiant exemplar. If others see that you are full of light, they can't help but ask you what you're doing because they'll want some of that too. Apparently we are slow learners, <laughs> but I think by now, after eight months, I have this drilled in me. He then went on to share how he goes trail running every morning and he often passes the same people who are out hiking or running as part of their own morning rituals. And he said one day, one of the people he often passes finally stopped him and said, hey man, what do you do? Like you have this amazing presence. Do you by chance offer coaching? <laughs> Literally, I can't tell you the number of times that I have heard him tell us over and over again that for us to be powerful coaches, it is imperative that we be the radiant exemplar. In other words, be the change you want to see in the world. We tend to be really quick to give advice and sometimes a lot slower to take it for ourselves. Now, do I believe that I should literally never say anything to anyone and always wait for someone to approach me? Most of the time, yes. There are obvious moments where we have stewardship that requires us to give counsel and to teach and to correct. But even those moments are far more effective and powerful when they come from someone who practices what they preach. This doesn't mean we have to be perfect. The effort of trying to work on something is powerful teaching too. 
Several years ago, I was watching a study on parenting and they said that the number one trait of influential parenting are parents who are willing to admit their mistakes. I was fascinated by this concept and I immediately began practicing it with my family. If I yell or lose my temper or fail to listen or uphold a promise or say something that's not very nice, I quickly say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Will you please forgive me? I have modeled this so many times in my family. Just yesterday morning, we had a frustrating experience in trying to get my daughter to go to school. She's in kindergarten and she refused to get dressed. She had a huge meltdown of crying and screaming. Somehow we got her dressed and on her way to school, but it was not the smoothest morning at the snow house. <laughs> Later that day during lunch, almost out of the blue, she says to me, mom, I'm sorry for yelling this morning. Will you please forgive me? The yelling and the crying had happened several hours earlier. So at first I was totally surprised that it was still on her mind. And then absolutely overjoyed that she felt prompted to apologize and ask for forgiveness. I ran to her and hugged her and told her how thankful I was that she had asked for forgiveness. Interestingly enough, I didn't tell her that she should apologize. I didn't ask her to apologize. She did it on her own because she's seen it modeled so many times before. Be the change you want to see in the world. The fact that we work on forgiveness a lot in our house <laughs> is evidence to how many mistakes we're making. We are not perfect, but the effort, the effort of trying to change and trying to become better is a profound teacher. To this mother that I sat with who hopes her daughter will learn to love herself, I wonder what would happen if the mother put forth imperfect effort in her own life to love herself as a mother. What if she tried to correct any negative things she said out loud about herself? What if she tried to say nice things about herself? The imperfect effort is an inspirational teacher to those who see and watch because they too are imperfect. Watching someone try to change is inspiring. And when we watch them slip and fall and then get up and try again, it's inspiring. It's inspiring because it's the same journey we have to walk for ourselves. We grow and change line upon line, here a little and there a little. When we are vulnerable enough to allow others to see the imperfect process, it gives hope to others who seek the same healing as well. Be the change you want to see in the world. The influence of who you are is the most profound influence you can give. And we can practice this in the smallest of moments. When I was about 12 years old, I remember helping my mom photograph a neighboring family who asked her to take their holiday pictures for their Christmas card. It was a family with five young kids. They were all dressed in their matching outfits and the mom instructed everyone where they should pose. <laughs> and as is to be totally expected with family pictures involving kids, not everyone was perfectly behaved. <laughs> the mother proceeded to yell at her kids. She yelled at them to smile, be happy. <laughs> and she did so in the most stern, stressed out voice. As you can imagine, 
The whole attempt to elicit loving, peaceful smiles in the family was ridiculous. (laughs) That moment was a teaching moment in our family for years. It became the family joke. There's a glaringly obvious disconnect here that in hindsight is pretty hilarious. Surely anyone would feel more compelled to smile and be happy if the person asking them to do so was also smiling and genuinely happy. Be the change you want to see in the world. My most popular podcast episode of all time is episode 24, Holding Space. We talk about the science of energy and our emotions and how we tend to match the energetic emotions of those around us. The idea is the same here. Be the change you want to see in the world. Whether it is as small as hoping someone else can be calm and smile for pictures, then be that yourself. Or something deeper like hoping someone else can love themselves, then be this yourself. I've come to know in all the years that I've worked in self-help that the things that I find so irritating or frustrating or wish that I could change in other people are always in some form a reflection of what I need to change in myself. It may manifest differently in my life, but it's still a message to me of what I need to work on. This principle of being an example and being what you believe is the pattern of how God teaches us. He knows this is the most powerful way to lead. He knows this is the most powerful way to influence. This was the sole mission of Jesus Christ, to show us the way, to be the way. And though he also taught us in words, it was his life and who he was that gave power to his words. Paul, in his letter to Timothy, urges us to do the same thing. In 1 Timothy 4.12, he says, Be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Be the change you want to see in the world. Be thou an example of the believers. Is there someone you would like to have more positive influence upon in your own life? Would you like to be a more powerful influence? Is there something that you could imperfectly work on developing within yourself that would help someone else? To quote Shelley's iTunes review once more, she says, I am discovering my true identity so that I can hopefully help my daughter discover hers. This is where the power to influence originates. Isn't this exciting? (laughs) We don't have the power to change other people, but we do have the power to change ourselves, which is wonderfully the whole point of life. Be the change you wish to see in the world and look forward with faith. Do you listen to these episodes and love what you hear and wonder where to start? I invite you to take my Christian meditation 40 day challenge course. Meditation is my most important practice of the day. And I use it for so many things, including being the change I want to see in the world. Meditation has changed my life. 
but the key is consistency. That's why I love that this is a 40 day challenge. The challenge is to do it for 40 consecutive days. Starting a new habit and being consistent can be tricky, which is why I offer every student a free buddy pass, allowing you to handpick your own friend or family member to take the course with you. You get your own accountability partner and you both do the challenge together. Two people start a new empowering practice instead of just one. If this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes, or you can find it on my website at brooksnow.com. You can do this. I am cheering you on.